afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am one of those Scots. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And together we make up Heading Back to the Window. Why Heading Back to the Window, Scott? People ask us that all the time, why we call it that. I don't remember anymore, but it, it used to involve actually winning tickets and, you know, getting paid. <laughs> Are you just saying it's been a while since you've been back to the window? It hasn't been an insanely long time, but let's just say it's been a rough week or so. Yep. I'm uh, I'm ready to put last week in the rearview mirror, man. How'd you, uh, how'd you end up yesterday? Uh, I had a play in hockey. Okay. Both teams used the backup goalies, and the game went under five and a half. So not a fun time. It's not especially teams used fun to when the guy's making a season debut, and he has a 34 save shutout. Not great for the over. Not good. Not not good at all. We uh we had a couple of plays from the NFL game. And nothing went the right way as the uh, Seahawks. I I, can't, I still don't understand how the Seahawks didn't lose that game by about 25 points. Just <laughs> basically a, their entire offense consisted of one play of one play, 85, 84 yard reception from DK Metcalf. And that was it. And, and, and yet, and yet somehow the saints couldn't win that game by more than three points. Very, very frustrating situation. Uh, and we even had the chance for the miracle backdoor cover as the, uh, as Seattle threw a desperation fourth and 18, whatever it was, the guy jumped the route perfectly, had both hands on it, clear path, 30 yards to the end zone. And then he, we remember why he's a cornerback and not a receiver as he drops it. And uh, I think it was a linebacker, actually. Was it a, a, was it a linebacker on the receiver? Pretty sure, it was DeMar- pretty sure it was DeMario Davis. Oh, God. All right. Well, that's, that's a, a little more explanation then. Uh, very good. Uh, so, yeah, we got a few people joining us today. Michelle Wares is here. Brown's backer is here. Our game Mathis wants to know if it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday, baby. It's a, it's the beginning of a new week for us. That Monday, uh, Monday night football, putting that in the trunk. So, yeah, let's rock and roll, Scott. Now we weren't the only ones that took some beats yesterday. There were some people that took some beats, and they took some bad ones, man. Let's find out on today's episode of Call the Cops. All right, man. Look at that. Look at the see. Look at the graphics, man. It's just it's it's right up there. So We're evolving. What's that? We're evolving. Oh, we absolutely we absolutely are, buddy. Um, so we're going to start in the NBA. If you had the Hornets plus one going up against the Celtics, that game went into overtime. You know, you never feel great with the underdog in overtime, but you got a puncher's chance. You got one point. It's tied up. It means you handicapped the game right. All you got to do is sweat out an extra five minutes, keep it close. Nope, that did not happen as the Hornets uh, pretty much went in the tank for the last five minutes, and the uh, Celtics ended up hitting the gas. They win by 11. If you had the Hornets plus one, oh, so close. Call the cops. Looking at the second one in hockey, if you had the Coyotes plus one and a half against the Panthers, first of all, you have a lot of bravery because, in my opinion, the Coyotes are the worst team in the league. But they trailed by one goal. With less than one minute to go in the third period, pull the you know goalie. The on the goalie. Pull yeah, the you know goalie. What's happen. And the Panthers, undefeated Panthers, ended up scoring an empty netter. Coyotes lost by two. Coyotes now zero and six, if I'm not mistaken, Scott. They're not good. They're not. They're not good. 
Uh, if you had the Flames Rangers under five and a half, you had two goals going into the third period. My God, just do something. Uh, sit at five with less than a minute left. <laughs> and the Flames, it wasn't an empty netter, Scott. It was a power play goal with five seconds left. Five seconds. Game ended up five to one, buddy. Oh, if you had the Flames Rangers under five and a half, so sorry. Call the cops. Yep, definitely an interesting uh, ending because you know that they're up 4-1, so you know that they're not going to pull the goalie because what's the point? And even on the power play, you might be wondering, are the Flames really going to try to score? Like, the game's over. You can just hold the puck the entire time. Right. No, they wanted to pad their stats a little bit. Ruthless, ruthless. Well, there was some good news out there. I know some of our some of our commenters had some of these plays, and uh, yeah, you know who you are. We had some guys last night in the comment section have really good days. Got like three guys go five and zero, oh, just just pretty much just putting it right in our face, right there. Like we happens. It does happen. It does happen. It took so. the opposite of what we had. <laughs> just faded the scots. <laughs> All right, so let's find out who was sitting in the rocking chair. Spoiler alert, wasn't us. Yep. So the first one was actually a play both of us did like. It was the Saints and Seahawks under 41 and a half, 10-7 at the half. And the second half, if you want to call it football, you can. I wouldn't call it football. But you had six points in the second half. Game landed 23. Ugh, a, lot of, a lot of scrumming going on right there. Yeah, that was, you know, I figured the Saints, you know, we had over 23 and a half as far as our play of the day. They, have, they get the 10 at halftime. I'm like, you know, it's not ideal, but. Two touchdowns, we're golden. Surely they can do that. You're expecting a Geno turnover inside his own 40 at some point. Yeah, yeah, that was our and that was our bet the farm. Uh, neither one of them threw an interception. I don't think either one of them turned the ball over. I saw Winston did take some shots in the first half, but he, a couple of them, it looked like a Seahawks guy did have a read on it, but he just overthrew the receiver by 20 yards, yeah. so it had no chance of being intercepted. Yep, that was it, man. If you had the Clippers minus the three against the Blazers, uh, that was a game I had had the wrong. I had the over there, Scott. It worked. Uh, that worked out great since the Blazers decided to completely no show. Uh, clips. Uh, it was all clips all the time. They led by fourteen at halftime, and pretty much had the sec second half same as the first half. As they ended up winning by thirty. If you faded the Blazers there, you're a genius, and you were sitting in the rocking chair. And the last one was between the Capitals and the Senators. If you had the over six, you had ten goals in the first two periods, and yeah, the game ended seven to five. Yep, very good, very good. Hey, a special hi, and a shout-out to our very own David Hess, Dave the Dominator, sitting in the comment section. What's up, Dave? Uh, a frequent guest on our show, and I guarantee you we'll have him back. Alvaro Jimenez, Alvaro, I'm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm going to butcher that every time, Alvaro Jimenez, Jimenez. What's up, buddy? It's good to see you. All right, so not ideal, not fantastic, but uh, there was somebody that had a... Uh, <laughs> A worse day than us, Scott. And, you know, we should just rename this segment to What the Fuck is Wrong with People? Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's just take a look and find out. Oh, this just disgusts me. Find out who is today's donkey of the day. All right, go ahead. So we're going to go to hockey in this one. And this was... An interaction that happened between a fan and a player before the game actually started. The Columbus Blue Jackets were taking on the Dallas Stars, I believe it was a day or two ago. 
and the Stars fan decided to try to taunt the opposing goalie. Now, I'm not sure what your stance is on taunting. I know some people like Kevin Garnett in the past have kind of stepped over a line or two, but I feel like this Dallas Stars guy kind of went a little bit too far because he ended up taunting the Columbus Blue Jackets goalie, Elvis uh, Merzalikens, by mentioning the name of his teammate who died during the offseason in that fireworks uh, fiasco, whatever happened there. So the Stars fan, I guess, really, really wanted to win because he stooped incredibly low to try to psych out the opposing goalie. For the record, Columbus won the game 4-1. to one. What was that goalie's name, Scott? Uh, the one who passed away. <laughs> yes, I don't have it directly in front of me. Uh, sorry, let me see if I can. We talked. Is uh, he's he's going to be so bad because we, we talked about this before the show that neither one of us could pronounce the name, so we were just going to call it the. Columbus I didn't. Goalie. I didn't want to offend him and his family right. by completely butchering the name. Yep. Yep. But I, if you are going to actually talk crap to an athlete, I'm okay with a little, you know, trash little, talk. Little chirp. Little chirp is, little chirp is little fine. Chirp here and there. Man, you're you, gonna name drop the guy who died during the offseason to try to cite. Come on, that, that's a that's too low. If you go family or some kind of physical problem, you know, or something that's really hits close to home, that come on, it's out of bounds. Have a little class there, guys. Hey, Nathan Cern is joining us from work. Beautiful baby. That's a I'm that's where I am. So very good. One of my favorite one of my favorite names, Crash Landon, is here. Scott uh, Lawrence Anthony checking in. We've got uh, we got lots of people in the his house. By the way, I'm always really bad at this. That's why I always ask for the smash at the beginning of my video. Hey, don't forget to give us the like, guys. If you're watching the live stream, don't forget to give us the thumbs up, and don't be afraid to share it. If you got people out there in your social media you want to drop and get us some wide exposure, that would be cool as well. So, I don't know, man. It was a uh, overall, you know. It was another situation where I had a winning NFL week picking all the games. and That you didn't actually have? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you and I did our show, I'm, I'm, st I'm still way over 500 on all, the, on all the games, and yet the ones I've recommended have been shit the last two weeks. I, it's, the weirdest, it's the weirdest thing ever, bud. I, I don't understand. I just, I just ought to give out my whole NFL card and go, here you go. Instead of instead, of, and that's because there's two there's two parts. Didn't you try that? Didn't you try that once? No, I did a I did a podcast. I I did when I was doing when I first started. I just did a podcast where I did every game every day, and I did no. Like, but I'm saying, didn't you do a video? A couple of I don't remember. Didn't you do the entire baseball card in like one video, like a couple of months ago? Um, maybe. I don't remember doing it. I think it. you did. It was a short baseball card. I think you did like all five. Games, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Underdogs or something. Yeah, I did. I think we went two and three. But, but I yeah. remember you hit a couple dogs and people were roasting you for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, I think there was like five or six games. I did do the whole card. So anyway, I don't know. I, I, I just, it's just a weird situation. And I know you're in a slump. It happens. You got any slump busting tips? How do you get out? Uh, shooters keep shooting. No, but in, in reality, it's fine if you want to take a couple days off. The main thing is about bankroll management, where if you are going to go into a slump, which everyone's going to, spoiler alert, it happens. Yep. Make sure that you're not gambling more than what you can afford to lose. Yeah. So it's even if you end up losing for a week, some people lose for a lot longer. I mean, there are people on Twitter, <laughs> people all over the world that are, are really just career-long losers, and they'll occasionally win, but for the most part, they lose all the time. The point is, is that make sure that you're actually prepared for potential Armageddon. 
where if you end up losing for a week or two, you're not suddenly selling your house. Let's put it that way. Yep, agreed. And it's 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 it, it's, it's very frustrating. I had a fantastic uh, September uh, as far as my as part of my premium subscribers. We had a 12 game winning streak. We had a six game winning streak, and you're you're feeling on top of the world. And then we hit October and can't do nothing. So, you know what? It's what a, I've actually seen around just Twitter and everything like that. A lot of people seem to be having awful gambling Octobers. Have you yeah, noticed that too? I have. I have seen that. Of course, you never know if you're in a slump if you're just kind of, kind of looking for that kind of thing. But yeah, I have seen that. Um, and worst case is if you are slumping, reduce your unit size. Yeah. You're usually betting two hundred dollars, bet a hundred. Don't chase. Bet 50. That's that's it, yeah. that's it, don't because you, it's like trying to when you're twenty when you're three touchdowns down you can't you can't get it all back in one drive. So thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it. Uh, Fernando, it says all my ex-wives say I'm a loser. Okay, that's funny as shit right there. And, uh, oh, apparently, uh, Tom Brady gave the dude a Bitcoin, an entire Bitcoin. See, good for him for mm-hmm. getting something that's worth about 62K. I'm Se- assuming it's going to appar- go up more. Apparently 73, according to the comment section. As of right now, I believe it was 62, but I'm assuming when, when news came out, Brady gave it to the guy. Wouldn't you assume that increased the stock? for bitcoin probably he's giving it out to somebody god i had a guy that i i had a guy that i worked with that was trying to fucking get me in that shit when it was like seven hundred dollars and it, it had gone up to twelve hundred and then dipped he's like now's the time to buy it's like seven hundred like i yeah this is I, don't I, know. I have a friend that was into it five years ago four years ago and yeah that's like about what this 7, was this, this is about four this is about five six years ago yeah, yours was seven hundred. My guy got in for like seven thousand or something, and I just didn't bother. Right. You actually invested in any cryptos right now? No, no. Not, you're not even dabbling. No, I, I looked at I looked at, on the Doge. I was I was me. looking at Dogecoin, and well, that's just a pure scam. That's just a fun scam. But it's it's still out there. Anybody in the comments section? I know there's a lot of crossover between sports betting and crypto, and I know it's more of an age thing. I mean, that's how I got into it. I got into it because the way that I used to deposit into actual betting accounts was through crypto right but i actually own some ethereum so i, I actually do have a little bit yeah i knew you in- said i knew you'd said that I, I looked into getting the dogecoin and then it seemed it seemed because they had the unlimited supply and it, it seemed like well this doesn't it's a scam it didn't make a bit this- that it really all came down to elon musk saying on saturday night live anything positive about doge or nothing he said nothing and it plummeted yeah so now it's at like i don't know 30 i think I like know. i don't i don't i don't even know but I have some Ethereum. I'm dabbling. I'm not going crazy with it, but I'm up. So it could be worse. Rival says, uh, Rivals 4 says it's only going to go up. It's still only going to go up. You can still get in at 73 grand. So is it, I agree. Is it time to, is it time to buy Bitcoin or is it time to find the next thing? Is there going to be you a next find thing? The next ga- find the next betting future? No. Well, basically, that's what you're doing. You're, you find the next coin. What is it? So I'm going to be honest with crypto. I still don't fully understand it. But the only thing I know is that people swear by it. And as long as other people keep driving up the price, I'll cash it out for money in a couple of years. Right. Why I got not? I got <laughs> Eric Nesbitt said, I got cold, hard cash. Goddamn right. I was like, I keep it under my mattress like a normal human being. All these kids in their crypto computer currency. I don't know. I don't really understand NFTs, but I use, I do NFT stuff a lot because I immediately flip it and I make money. I yeah, I'm. I'll hold on to an NFT card for a maximum of ten minutes, and I flip it and I immediately make two hundred dollars. Browns so backers. Even says, if I don't understand it, at least I'm I'm making money. Well, that's what's important. 
Browns Backers says, how do they mine crypto? Like, apparently with a shit ton of computer power. That my That's actually how my friend got into the thing at 7,000. His older brother was actually mining for Bitcoins back in the day. Right. So because of some, I don't want to call it nepotism, but inside information, uh, he told his younger brother, you know, this thing called uh, Bitcoin, it's going to the moon. And my friend's like, really? I'd never been to the moon before. And he just invested in it. I think he has a couple of Bitcoin. Nice. And to answer your question, Zach, uh, yes, we do see your comments on Facebook. How you doing, Facebook? How you doing, Twitch? Thanks for coming on board. Now, where do you see those? Where are you um, seeing Facebook? I, I see them in the comments section in the in the thing we're using. Oh, see, I'm oh, see, I'm using the comment section on. Where do? Oh, oh no, you could just use the comments. On oh, the software hey, we're using. God damn it! That is really you are so out of touch tech technologically. That is really handy. <laughs> it's really handy. Yeah, it's right there. I mean, that's the point of this damn thing. I never use this screen. I look at you and me. I look at. I look at. That's all I look at. I, okay. Sativa. <laughs> what are you vaping? Oh no, it's a. Uh, it's. It's a grape. It's grape 2.4 because I'm usually a menthol guy, and of course my menthols are stuck somewhere off the port of Los a of Long Beach. So I'm I'm vaping. I'm a vape grape. It's it's awful. Can't believe you're can't believe you're cheating on the Newports. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Lawrence Anthony uh, says, "How many people think Bitcoin's going to be a hundred grand?" But goddamn. It wouldn't surprise Smoking me. Smoking that Jackie Chan. So many Chan. people swear by it. I mean, I'm not, not going to spend that much time talking about crypto because it's all speculation. Right. But I have a lot. I'm in one of those crypto group chats on WhatsApp with a bunch of my friends who swear by it. So I'm slowly learning. I'm taking everything they say with a grain of salt. But the only thing I know is that there definitely is increasing interest in it. So I'm assuming it would. It would. It's more likely to go up by a lot than down by a lot. Let's put it that way. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, I want to find. I. I'm just. I feel like I'm. The steam is gone. I feel like I'd be chasing the steam at this point, buying Bitcoin. I'm not. Yeah, you I'm, save your money for betting on the elections. Well, yeah. It's a good. It's also a profitable way. The way you do it. Uh, I have. I have a lot of. Unfortunately, it comes every four years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a. Uh, no, no, no. Mid midterms. Midterms. Uh, what uh, what is the NFL game for Thursday night, Scott? What do we got? Let me look at. We the got uh, Packers Cardinals. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And the we uh, still don't know if Devontae Adams is going to play or not, which is why Arizona has jumped up about three points or so. But for the sake of the actual matchup, I do like Green Bay plus the points. I just think six is too high. Now yeah. I'm not sure if Adams is going to play, but I am kind of curious if you think that's a little bit rich for Arizona to cover you. Yeah. I, I was, I really kind of was on the fence about three and a half. And now that it's gone up to six on the Adams news, although I, I have think to Adams is a great receiver, but how much is the best receiver worth to a point spread for on, for the Packers more than two and a half points. I think he's worth, I think he's worth three to four. I think it's close. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how many other receivers I would say about that, but there's such I think a drop. You can make off. an argument that Rodgers is just going to do Rodgers things anyway, and they'll find a way. Yeah, we'll see. What do you? Wouldn't what, be the first time. Nathan, my problem, by the way, he says I hate crypto. My problem with crypto is a, like a lot of the like the crypto bros that you see. I can't do it. I can't, I can't do the crypto bros, man. I just can't. I just so. threw my money in there, and I just didn't touch it for a couple months. Yeah. So it's gone pretty well. Fair but. enough. Uh, do you ever play the first TD score? Scott, you, you play a fair amount of props. Do you play a first TD score? Occasionally. Not that often. If I'm ever going to do it, I really never lay chalk. 
I'm just looking at a long shot, somebody who might have it. It rarely wins, but I really don't mind taking a defense to score first, especially if they're against like an, an interception prone quarterback or a turnover prone quarterback. You know, you might be getting like 30 to 40 to one on a defense to score the first touchdown. Yeah, that's like, it. You're, like you're against Carolina. You have Darnold doing whatever the hell he's doing back there. Yeah. Like, would I mind taking a defense to score first against Darnold at like 40 to one? No. The thing about first touchdown, you can argue about some potential value. It's really all about chance because A, you got to guess the right team. And B, you got to assume that at least they target the guy in the end zone or the person has the ball in the right spot or the person breaks a couple of tackles and figures. So there's a lot of, it's like first field goal in basketball. Nobody really knows. You're just hoping you win a, you win the jump ball and you and your guy puts it in the basket. So yes, I, I do think you can find maybe some actual, uh, I'd say angles for, you know, for some profit. I don't mind playing long shots. Maybe a quarterback to score that's somewhat mobile in a defense, but that's pretty much it. You? Uh, I agree. I'm I'm with you. I like I like taking those shots. Something. I'm, Plus five hundred to plus eight hundred is usually right in my range. But look even at, like Derrick Henry, like you really want to take Derrick Henry first touchdown to like plus three fifty. Like, how do you know Tennessee is going to score first? Well, that's that's exactly right. Uh, Browns backer said he hit en- Edwards and Hopkins this weekend. Very nice. That's nice, nice. he did. Eric Nesbitt had a great comment. I'm not. I'm not going to repeat it, but check that out in the comment section. I'm curious how many people did have that bad beat that Browns backer mentioned. You got Derrick Henry to score first touchdown. He's lining up in the Wildcat. And he throws it out of the wildcat. So it goes to the tight end, who's probably like 20 to 1. Yep. But instead, your Derrick Henry first touchdown bet at like 3, 4 to 1 is complete garbage. <laughs> Tear that up. Yeah. That was brutal. Uh, you starting to get a beat on NFL on NBA yet, bud? Uh, yeah, I've been keeping tabs on it. The thing is that I usually follow a lot of the actual efficiency numbers, which is usually where I get most of my information when it comes to handicapping teams. Because you're in the first week, or so I was having a really hard time actually gauging teams. I know you're still three, four games in, right? but you can start to tell which teams are serious fade material. And my play of the day involves one of them. I'm, I'm just going to spoil it. I'm not exactly backing the Oklahoma city thunder. Let's put it that way. So I do think that I'm starting to get a gauge on it. We'll still wait and see, but I like the Cavs last night against the nuggets. I mentioned it. I didn't think they'd win outright, but I like them plus 10. Now you were talking earlier before we came on the air about the Knicks. How, how you feeling about the Knicks with the Embiid questionable for this one? I find the line movement quite telling. Now Embiid's one of those guys who are constantly on the injury report. It is what it is. You know Embiid is always dealing with something. He might play, he might not play. Usually he sucks it up and he plays. Right. But the line has moved a lot. You're looking at where this line started. Philly was about minus one on the overnight. Mm-hmm. Now they're about plus two with no new news at all. Now, I know MSG is a great home court, so I know that you can talk about how MSG might be enough for the Knicks to win anyway if Embiid plays. Based on how much the line has moved, I'm assuming he's not going to play. Is that a hot take? No, I think, you know, anytime with the injury list, you've always got to kind of read between the lines. to to beat the moves or at least not be too far behind. And anytime you see something pop up in the afternoon, normally not a good sign, even if they pop up as questionable. Well, that's the thing is even if the person is going to play or not, means there's a problem. People who gamble on the actual line, sharp guys who have inside information, 
you can usually tell who's playing and who's not just by following the line. Like the Wizards yesterday went from about seven and a half to six yesterday. Beal was still questionable. You knew he was going to play because the line shifted a point and a half. Right. And he played. They didn't cover, but he played. Yep. That's that's. And you, but you have to wonder what percentage they're at, you know. But I, I really. But I'm saying if you just track betting lines and how much they're shifting during the afternoon, you can usually predict who's going to play and who's not going yes. to play without actually having it confirmed. Yep. Absolutely true. And you know. I gotta be honest. You got the guys that are that are, that are on uh, that are doing the, doing the Twitter stuff. They're doing the YouTube stuff, and everybody's gonna tell you they got inside information. They know this, and they, nobody knows shit. Nobody's got. There's there's five guys, I, five yeah, to ten guys think, that have. I think you. that there are some people in the desert who actually have connections. No question. And if they bet on a game, they just have a certain aura where if they're betting a game. The odds makers don't need any other action. They're shifting it. Oh, that's all that. Oh, that's very true. You know, you're, you're Bill. Uh, not, yeah, Billy Walters is like an example of that. Oh, uh, yeah. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny White, uh, Crack, you know, those guys yeah. are seriously, they're moving lines. Yeah. But, so you can you might look at an argument saying, well, what if a bunch of bets came in on one team? They're usually moving it if one or two known sharp guys yeah. are betting on something. That's all you need to move a line. Right. That's, that's exactly right. So... Um, having said all that, you're going to back the Knicks like in this spot? Knicks. Yeah, you got to. I, I think I have to. I think MB's not going to play, but even, even if he does, I made the same argument on Friday when the Sixers were playing against the Nets. And Embiid was rumored to maybe play, maybe not. I got the Nets plus three. They were getting killed the entire game because Embiid ended up playing, but they the Philly choked and the Nets won. But my logic was, if Embiid doesn't play, I love the value I'm getting. And if he doesn't play, there's still... If he does play, there's still a chance that the team that I bet on could cover. And I think even if Embiid plays, I think the Knicks could cover this number. But if Embiid is out, then of course the Knicks are going to close at six. Right. Think, six, seven. Uh, what are we sitting at? Two right now. Sitting at two, four. Three, I'm assuming five. I was say four and a half, five was going to be was going to be my range. But yeah, I'll gamble on it. Thunders. You? Uh, Thunders and the Warriors coming out to play, buddy. Well, I already mentioned I'm fading Oklahoma City as my play. Make them watch, so. I'll watch, make them watch your video. Watch the video. Yeah, if you want, if you want actual explanations as to why, uh, I got the Warriors tonight. Spoiler alert! It's a quick video. Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's about four. All my videos are about four minutes. Warriors are good. Thunder sucks. Comment. Yep, make sure much. you like and subscribe. Not thunderstruck. Thunder sucks. Thunderstruck. Mm-hmm. Rockets at Mavs, buddy. Big number here. Uh, it's uh, and actually a little bit of a little bit of rocket money coming in. It opened up at 11, 10 and a half across the board. I don't think the Mavericks are very good, but Houston, we know, is supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league. Who is worse, the Thunder or the Rockets? Funny you should ask, because they played each other in the second game of the season, and the Rockets beat them by thirty plus points. That's not a good look. That is not good at all because both those teams were bottom four in terms of win totals. And yet the Rockets didn't give a damn. The Thunder might be the worst team in the league. Well, not even might. I think they just are. But they, for the sake of this, they might be the worst team. Okay. And uh, for our, our purposes here, are the Mavs 10 points better, 11 points better? I'm actually going to take Houston. It's mostly just thinking the Mavericks are overvalued. I get they beat Toronto. Yeah. Toronto hung around. That game was somewhat close. Yeah, They were blowing them out, but Toronto had a little bit of a comeback in the fourth. 
I just look at Houston's overall team. They don't have many superstars, of course. Like, yeah. they don't have any great, great players. I think Jalen Green's fine. I think that they I, – I like Christian Wood a lot. I'm a fan of Sangoon. I think he's going to be pretty good. But I just think that that team is a little bit feisty. And the Mavericks, besides Doncic, I mean, who do you really like on the roster? I mean, yeah. Porzingis has been okay this season, not great. But Doncic needs to do everything on that team – and I still don't like Jason Kidd as a coach. Well, and they're not they're not putting up any points. They put up 80, no. 87 against Atlanta. They they beat Toronto on a good defensive effort. They put up 103 points. It's a good defensive effort. Toronto's offense, by the way, not very good. No, that's and that's definitely true, but I don't, I just don't know how much how much faith I have in a team that may struggle to get to triple digits to to cover a double digit number. That's fair. I just think Houston does have enough three-point shooting to potentially score against this team. Yeah, I think I think Dallas is going to win. I'm not going to pick Houston to win the game, but I'm kind of viewing it like how I viewed the Cavs and with Denver yesterday. Yep. Where I just think one team's favored, simply put, by too many points. When you can just look at the actual makeup of the favorite and say to yourself, "It wouldn't surprise me if Dallas just sleepwalks through this game." Um, yeah, and they, and they do kind of have a habit of doing that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, Chris White uh, talked about a pick a couple a uh, couple of minutes ago. He's got the uh, OKC Thunder team total under. Big fan of that play. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a dreadful defense. That's a dreadful offense. I mean, that's a team they really haven't even been coy about tanking. I mean, that's that's about they got as Alexander back. They they drafted Giddy, who's looked okay, but he's still a project. He's probably going to be a couple years away good, from being good, a serious good, NBA player. Good, good passer. Um, yeah, but it's I, fine. I don't know. You, you just know that he wasn't the guy who's going to come in and just reinvent the entire team. Like, no, the team's going to suck. Yeah, yeah, and they do. So, yeah, I don't, I don't mind team total under there at all. Yeah, uh, uh, Lakers Spurs. Uh, Lakers opened up four and a half. Spurs money coming in, buddy. Because um, well, LeBron's going to be out down to, most two, likely. down to two and a half. I was going to say. Man, you stole my thunder. I was gonna, I was gonna set you up for a nice. Can you solve that mystery, Scott? Kind of moment, and then you just. I mean, it's a mystery if you don't read the back of the book. I mean, it's right there. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, you've got. Hey, man, you've got guys in the comment section. They got jobs. They got shit to do. They wake up in the morning. They watch our videos, and then they go to work. They do shit. They they go to lunch. They watch. They don't have time to do all that shit. What is we're here for? Mm -hmm. Not everybody has the time that you have to do the investigation like that. True. So LeBron's not playing. Is that what you're saying? When you're downgraded to questionable. Yep. I'd assume there's about an 80% chance that you're not going That's to what we play. talked Especially about for a guy who's been around for so long. It's the fourth game of the season. He had ankle issues last year. Why would the Lakers play him in this game? Yep. I agree. It's uh, he's, he's played three games. It's time for it's time for a day off. Uh, Bill, hang tight. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that in just a minute. We are we saved the World Series for the end there. Um, yeah, shout out to the lunch break gang. Yeah, no shit. Bien I'm kind Trabajo. of impressed by that because lunch break. Are you in like the West Coast or something? Like absolutely. Most people already had the most it, people already had the lunch break. Well, you could at West Coast. It's noon, dude. It's noon thirty. Yeah, noon thirty. Mm -hmm. Uh, you riding you riding the Lakers there without without LeBron? I am not. No, I'm going with the Spurs. Wow, you think you take just because of the fact that I don't think San Antonio is a great team by any means, yeah. but it's always a tough place to play. Yeah, they do have some young talent. I wouldn't say they're a great team at all, but Westbrook, we've seen how awful he's looked so far, just based on his overall 
shooting efficiency numbers. Right. Now he's going to handle the ball more. Oh, God. I mean, they probably should have lost to Memphis the other night because Mello went for, what, 28 points off the bench? I'm just saying you might not want to roast Westbrook too bad right now. I'm, I'm going to roast his shooting numbers. Okay. I'm not going to roast the other stuff he does. All right. Uh, last on the list for the NBA tonight, Nuggets and Jazz. Jazz is a seven-point favorite. Nuggets' uh, second game of a back-to-back. His total has kind of reflected that. It's opened up at 220, now down to 218, 218 and a half. How do you see this one? I'm going with Utah. Denver at a no-show. Clear look-ahead spot for Utah the day after. But Utah fared really well against this team last year because this team is really, really good at shooting. And Denver, when you had a hard time keeping up with them last year, they brought basically everyone back, and you're missing Jamal Murray, and your team's clearly worse than it was last year. I do like a rested Utah team to get the job done, especially considering the fact that Utah is going to be at home for this matchup. And we know that Utah at home is just an absurdly good basketball team. Yeah. So I'm going with Utah. Okay. Pretty, pretty. I think Denver looks like the division rival. Take the points. They'll find a way to make it close. I'm not fading Utah and Utah. David Hess says take the over. Take the over okay. in the, take the over in the Utah game, Dave. Scott, how do you feel about that? Uh, I don't like taking overs with teams on back-to-backs, but nope. Denver is a team that could score. It depends if Utah controls the pace or if Denver controls the pace because Denver, I think, wants to go slower. You know Utah wants to go quickly and just chuck up a bunch of threes. Yep. So the question is which team's pace will reign supreme. You'll probably be able to tell within the first quarter just based on how the game's going. I'm going to lean under. I don't have any great opinions on the total, but I do think Denver plus seven does look like a bit of a trap line. Well, you- and both of these both of these teams right now, Scott, aren't running much pace. They're 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 both bottom bottom seven in the NBA in pace right now. So well, I mentioned it with the Harden stuff yesterday. The league as a whole, the scoring is down dramatically, and the odds makers really haven't adjusted at all. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I have. I'm I was sorry, I was looking at Lawrence Anthony said he's uh streaming the show from the track. He's hard at work studying the racing form. Race oh, seven. There's Superfecta, a Superfecta 1-3-6-2. There's a man after my own heart right there. I didn't tell you which track. I didn't tell you whatever. No. But whatever I just said. Wherever you are, mind. that's that's the winner yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody said that we should do a a premium uh, show with uh, with premium picks. So that be your fifth, sixth, and seventh cer- best picks? Certainly. YouTube stuff would be the Certainly eighth. something to consider. Um mm-hmm. All right, bud. So we got the we got the World Series opening tonight, by the way. And uh, hey, what a shocker! My teams aren't in it. Your teams are not in it. My team is not in it. It is going to be the Houston Astros, of course, against the Atlanta Braves. Um, Braves an underdog in the series. Underdog tonight. It's uh popped to about minus one forty. And then it's kind of gone back down to the minus 135 range. It kind of peaked. Hasn't been a ton of movement. It's mostly been between 130 and 140. Framber Valdez goes for the Astros against uh, old reliable Captain Hook, uh, Charlie Morton, Uncle Charlie. Now, Scott Valdez was outstanding his last time out. Eight innings, one run, three hits. Uh, but the two times before that, he had not pitched extremely well. He'd given up, I believe, five runs and six innings total over his other two starts. So which Frambert do we see tonight, buddy? 
I'm jumping on board the Exxon Valdez. I'm going with Houston in this one. Okay. I don't know what your thoughts are on the series. I think Houston's winning in five or six. No offense to Atlanta. I'm mm-hmm. rooting for him because I don't like the Astros, but I do think that the experience is going to play a factor, and I do think that Houston's the better team. So you can talk about Morton and how he's a big game pitcher. I don't know how much you buy into the book theory, which is that if a player used to play for a team, they got a pretty big book on him, and he doesn't really fare too well when they face off against, when he face off against the former team. Right. I buy into it. Sure. I think Houston probably has a good book on Morton. You? I think it. I think it has a lot to do with whether the catcher that he worked with regularly is still there. Maldonado. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's still there. That's what I'm saying. Well, he and actually he went away and then he came back, but yeah, he actually spent uh, three quarters of a season with the Royals. Spinis, Spinis process. What's up? Saying hello. Uh, Zach Vaughn says the Astros win the series in six. I think that aligns pretty pretty well with what we're thinking. I got five or six. I think if Atlanta wants to win the series, they have to win game one or two. Yeah, and I don't think they're winning game one or two. I I just don't. I you know the the thing is the Atlanta if they can keep that relief pitching the way it is and figure out uh, if you don't bring in Luke Jackson, I was gonna say well and figure out if you what you know Luke Jackson had a great season, Scott. He had a he had a sub two ERA. Had a, He's got the yips. He had a very he had a very solid season. So that's the thing. Does he have the post game yips? What's what's the problem here? And is it going to be solved? Now Charlie's been okay in the postseason. He's got three starts, three seven seven ERA. He's been solid. He had he struggled one game and he's been okay his other two. He is what he is. But this Houston team is hitting the ball so well right now. I don't know, bud. I just I I like Houston here tonight. I agree. You got a feeling on the uh, you got a feeling on the total. I'm going to lean under. I'm not thrilled with it, but I do expect a decent amount of, I don't want to say nerves, but I do expect there to be a noticeable vibe, which is first game, everyone's going to be tight. I think you're going to see a low scoring game. You? Yeah, I just, I don't want any kind of low scoring situation involving the Astros offense right now. I just, I think they're hitting the ball too well. They have, uh, they've scored five or more in nine of their 10 postseason games including all five at minute made there i think houston will look fine i question if the moment might appear to be a little bit too big for atlanta for the first game yeah i that it, you could see a seven to one kind of situation I, that's why I, i'm not getting involved that's with a bit that much i was thinking like five two for yeah, sure could be yeah yeah it's it uh yeah houston i was just gonna answer brown's backer there all right buddy well let's get her rolling let's uh find out since we put our heads together we've got a nba car we've got a baseball game to look at Let's come up with our best play, shall we? Put on those overalls. Get your straw hat on. Get on your John Deere. Fire that baby up, guys. Get ready. Hang on. It's time for Bet the Farm. All right, Scott. Well, we already talked about how we did yesterday. No need to belabor that point. But you know what? It's a brand new day, baby. What do we got? So we're going to take a huge plus price, something that we rarely do on the show, but I do love the value. It is Russell Westbrook to have a triple-double at plus 270 on FanDuel. Now, you might be wondering why he hasn't had one yet this season, but he's playing a bunch of minutes, at least 35 minutes in every game this season. Last two games, he's been close, 15-11-9 and 13-7-13. But LeBron, as we mentioned before, we both think is not going to play. And if he's not going to play... That means the ball will be in Westbrook's hands all the damn time. And we know Westbrook is known to stat pad every every now and then. I think you'll see him put up some numbers. Plus, 
The issue you might be worried about is rebounding because when you're with Anthony Davis, when you're going to be with DeAndre Jordan for a little bit in company, you might be worried about the, re- the rebounds. However, San Antonio, not a good rebounding team, ranks 26th in rebounding rate. We think plus 270 for a guy who should have the ball in his hands in pretty much every single possession without LeBron in the game has a great price here. Plus 270, I'll take that all day, every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's going to do it. For our Bet the Farm play, we're going to take Russ to get back to his old ways of triple-double Russ and put one up tonight with LeBron probably out of that game. So, uh, For the record, by the way, we roasted Westbrook shooting earlier in the in the show. We still don't think he's going to shoot the ball well, but we think he's going to get to 10 points. Get to 10. He can go three for 16 and make two from the line and uh, or make four from the line and still, and still get to 10. So that's kind of what yeah. we see. And so... All right, guys, that's it for the pick. That's it for the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking time off of lunch. Uh, Thanks for being at the track and checking us out. All you guys, whatever you're doing, all you guys and gals, I should say, uh, whatever you're doing, we appreciate it. Good luck tonight on all your plays. Tell your friends. We'll be here every day. Come back and check us out tomorrow on Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. You guys have a great day. We'll see you then. Peace.